Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you ever come after my family, you are going to lose a lot more than just my friendship. If you ever come after my family, you're going to lose a lot more than my friendship. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from last week's episode of The Real Houses of Orange County. We were on a holiday hiatus, but the holidays are over, unfortunately. Although maybe fortunately, I had a rough holiday. It was not uh, not well for me, bitch. I mean, it was not a good holiday season. I was hoping to have some time off. I knew that I was going to be moving over Christmas. So those of you listening will know that I'm coming to you from a new location. I have a new office now. I'm not in my old apartment. So there hopefully won't be construction noises in the background of these episodes. I'm still trying to get everything set up, still trying to figure out the acoustics in this room. So bear with me, but at least there's not going to be any hammers or drilling in the background. Thank God. Thank the good Lord. Uh, but I was knowing, going into the holiday, knowing I was going to take some time off from the pod, but I was going to be moving. Moving's already stressful enough. We had a record rainfall here in Los Angeles. It decided to rain the entire week that we were moving. And not just a little sprinkle, it was like heavy downpour the whole time, okay? Then it's Christmas, so I knew it was already going to be stressful enough. Then I got my car towed. It was seized by the city because the registration was a little bit expired. They took it. I thought somebody stole it. I was calling the police. You know, I was like, oh, my God, somebody stole my car. And they're like, it was probably towed. Turns out they were right. They were right. It was towed. Uh, and to get it back, they make you run through so many hoops. They had to go all around the whole city. The tow, it was towed in one area of town, like an hour away from where I live now. It was towed. I get there and they say, we can't give you back the car. You got a delinquent notice on the car. So then I had to go up, re-up the registration. And it was an accident. I didn't know. You know, COVID times, who can keep up with their car registration? Ladies, am I right? Anyway, so then I had to go. I went to AAA to renew the registration. Did that. Then I had to go to downtown LA, which was a totally different part of town to get some form that said uh, they can give me my car back from the towing company. And that whole thing was a hoopla. I'm not even going to get into what they put me through there. The hell that they put me through at that other office where they had to give me a form that said I could get my vehicle back. You guys, it was just the most hellish thing. And while I was waiting, I was there at that that one office downtown LA for upwards of six hours. I mean, I think I was there six hours that day. And I'll tell you what, I was on the brim. I'm already on the brim of freaking out. I cried every time they called me to the register to yell at me, you know, because that's what they, they weren't, not, nobody was in a good mood. COVID's running wild and uh, it was the holidays. No one's in a good mood at that time. And so they were not nice to me there. And so I did cry multiple times. Every time they'd be like, oh, come up to the counter. We got some updates for you. I would just start crying. And I was like, please, ma'am, give me my vehicle back. Like, just please. I was on the brim. And then turns out the next day I, I had a schedule to get a COVID test and I had COVID. Uh, right after that. And it was just like one thing after the next, after the next. And it would have been stressful enough to just move over the holidays, let alone to get COVID, get the car seized. But I got the car back. My COVID symptoms were luckily mild. And I, uh, you know, I still have a little bit of tiredness to me. So again, bear with me. 
I just had some of my B12 drops, so I feel like I'm running wild, running loose on this episode of the podcast. But the energy might go down 10 minutes in. Who knows? Who's to say? We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, but it was it was a rough holiday. Let's just say that. Wasn't a dear, uh, wasn't a great Christmas for Danny over here. And right before all the car stuff and the COVID stuff, you know, I was really proud of the fact that Matt and I, my boyfriend, were moving into a new house and we were pretty much getting along really well. We had gotten the bulk of the move in and my, my best friend called and she's like, Oh, how are you two doing? You know, she's like, How are, have you guys fought? Cause she had just moved across the country with her significant other. And of course, you fight when you're moving with your significant other. There's no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. So she's like, how are you doing? And I was bragging. You guys, I got on my high horse. I was like, I guess we just have a really good relationship because we haven't fought. You know, I'm telling her this over the phone. I'm like, I guess we just have a better relationship than most because we have been getting along swimmingly. And then not 10 minutes later, I hang up the phone. And I had been so hungry. I was looking for some food. And in the move... Uh, we were both throwing away things of each other's, right? Like I was throwing away some of his shit that he had in the house, in the office, of the old place that I knew that he would never see again or clothes. You know, that's the perfect time to throw away your significant other's clothes that you don't like, you know? So the shirts that he wears to bed that you hate, you know, you just throw them in the trash and then you could tell him, hey, it got lost in the move. So I was doing that, but I wasn't expecting him to do that to me. And he threw away my packet. I don't know if you guys have this in your kitchen, but I had a bag of my Arby's sauce. You know, I love the Arby's. I'm one of the few people on this planet Earth that like an Arby's. And not only do I like an Arby's, I love the Arby's sauce. And you can't buy a bottle of it at the grocery store. you got to get the packets. So when I go, I ask them to give me a whole bag full of packets. I say, I'll give you a couple extra bucks. Just throw in a, a million of the Arby's sauce. Throw them in there. Don't get cheap with the Arby sauces on me because I love that sauce. I'll slather it on anything. And so we get to the new house and I couldn't find the Arby sauce. And then I find out my significant other threw the bag away of my Arby sauces and I lost it, you guys. It was like World War III up in here. It was like all of our anger and stress from the move and everything had culminated in an Arby sauce packet fight. And that's where it all came out. You know, it's never about what it's about. In the dear words of Bethany Frankel, that horror show that we love, she said it's never about what it's about. And uh, so we fought, we had it out like cats and dogs over that Arby sauce. And we eventually got over it. And I still love him. We're still here in this house together. And, uh, you know, we'll see how long that lasts if he throws away my Arby sauce again. But it was not pretty. It was not a pretty picture. Don't do it. Don't do it. And meanwhile, he doesn't even know. I'm sure we're going to get in some fights, too, when he finds out the things that I throw away. Because I was throwing, you know, all sorts of things. Don't tell him, you guys. No one tag him or send him any messages. But I was fast and loose with that garbage bag. I was just, because when you move, you find all these things that you're like, I don't think we need this. And I'm like looking through his stuff. I'm like, I don't think he's ever even known this was there. Throw it away. And he's a, I'm a collector. You know, I have all my pop culture tchotchkes and stuff. I got a lot of that in my office. Uh, but he's got a ton of that stuff too. And so, yeah, it just, it went in a garbage bin. And so nobody tell him, but a lot of it we donated to. It wasn't all, we didn't throw away everything. It was, it was, anyway, you guys, it was not a rough, it was not a good season for me. But Christmas came and honestly, I felt like the whole holiday passed me by. I didn't even get to enjoy too much of it. We put the tree up on December 23rd because we had just gotten in the house and we debated back and forth. So our tree is still up. I'm still celebrating. Fuck it. I'm over it. It was too much for me the whole holiday season. So I'm extending it and that tree may never come down. I don't know if it's, uh, I'm not going to take down the ornaments. It might just sit there and I'm going to be running around listening to holiday music and fuck you all if you're judging me because I don't care. It's too much now. And then now everything's getting canceled again. Every place around me is closed. 
I couldn't get to the bank. The whole bank closed because they don't have workers because everyone's coming down with the COVID. And COVID's not fun either, you guys. I went through it. And it's, I mean, I was fortunate enough to have like a, a mild case of it. But if any of you are out there dealing with COVID, just sit tight. I watched a lot of old Roni episodes. I caught up on my housewives and nothing makes me feel comforted more like Dorinda yelling in the Berkshires around holiday season. You know, I feel good when I see Dorinda yelling in someone's face. And so I could rewatch those episodes of Roni. That's my, always my go-to when I'm sick or when I'm not. I need some, a pick me up. I go to old Roni episodes and I just binge them one after the next, after the next, after the next. And seeing uh, Dorinda just yell in someone's face is a calming force to me. And I know she's coming back. She's going to be on the ultimate girls trip season two, which is going to be on the Peacock. And so I'm very excited about that. And I'm loving all the Bravo content that's coming on to the Peacock. And I know some people are complaining about the Real House of Miami. It's on Peacock. Some people are saying it needs to be on Bravo. But the truth is, if it weren't for Peacock, we wouldn't be getting a fourth season of Miami Housewives. And it's $6 or something for the month. And I know nobody wants to pay for another streaming service. We're all paying out the wazoo for all these shows. But I am grateful that they're giving us a season four of The Real House of Miami, and I think it's a great season. It feels like very old-school Housewives to me. It just feels, you know, there's a woman whose dead husband had an affair with the man. She's meeting with the ex-gay lover. I mean, what more could we want? One of the women's got an OnlyFans account. Uh, it's given us everything that I want from an old-school Housewives. It doesn't have the law stuff. We don't have the legal nature of Jen Shah or the legal stuff of Erica Jane. But we do have an ex-gay lover ghost uh, happening, ghost situation happening, and an OnlyFans account drama. So I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I do believe I, we should just be grateful to Peacock. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But I highly recommend it. I think it's great. So they're also giving us the Ultimate Girls Trip. Very excited about that. What else is happening on Bravo? We're going to talk about Orange County episodes. Quickly, I want to touch on Vanderpump Rules because it's gotten to be, you guys. I don't know what's happened to our Vanderpump Rules, but I'm on the brim watching that. I'm already on the brim of freaking out. A lot of it doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like I'm not following the storylines properly. And I'm... I mean, I'm loosely paying attention, and so I feel like I should understand what's going on. But there's like a Brock situation. He's trying to propose, but then he's like trying to do it at all these other events. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't know what's going on with that show, but I hope they get it together. And I know they already filmed the reunion. Some of them filmed virtually at the reunion because of COVID, so it's not going to be everyone at the reunion. But I hope they get it together. And I'm not sure what's happening over there, but uh, somebody needs to pull them in a room and say, hey, guys, we need to get together. We need to get together. What else is happening on Bravo? We had a little bit of a hiatus. I felt weird. We had a couple weeks off from Bravo, not only from this podcast, but I felt like some of the shows were off. It was like Salt Lake City was off for a week. Orange County was off for a week. Salt Lake City, you guys, I'm still loving it. We're going to catch up on Sunday night. We're going to be doing a full recap of uh, The Real Houses of Salt Lake City. But it's fascinating what's happening over there. And Mary has just gone completely unhinged on that show. And I think she has been from the beginning. But I believe, and I said this on the show before, I believe that Bravo, they know that some of the housewives, they burn fast and loose, right? They come in strong, come in hot, and they're great TV for a couple seasons, but they can't stick around for all that long. And I believe Bravo knew that in the casting of Mary Cosby because there's so much stuff with the church 
And then even now we're finding out some of the language she's using in, in the scenes and some of the things she's talking about with Jenny and stuff. It's all inappropriate and tough to watch and all that stuff. And I believe Bravo, they knew that they only had a couple good seasons out of her. And I've been loving watching her. I'm sorry. I know that's maybe not a popular thing to say, but I've been loving watching Mary. But also, even I realize we don't have much time left with Mary. I don't believe any of the women on that show like her. And I think it's hard for us to uh, put up with some of the things that she's saying on the program. In regards to Jenny, she was making all these comments. And so I am not liking watching Mary as much as I once was. And I believe we're seeing a lot of Mary's true colors come out. And I'm not loving it. And I just don't know that we're going to be seeing Mary for very long. I can't imagine they bring her back. My guesstimation is maybe they'll bring her back for like a part-time role next season or something. Because she's really only friends with Meredith, which I don't even understand that relationship. Like, what has Mary got on Meredith? Because Meredith seems so level-headed to me. She seems to understand, and she has... I I talked about on on the show last time we were on the show. I feel like Meredith is operating on a higher level. Like, she's she's in therapy, and she's taking all those beautiful lessons you learn from therapy. With everyone else, she's disengaging when she should disengage. She was sticking up for Jen Shah, even though she wasn't getting along with Jen Shah. She was able to see it from such a clear directive or direction. I don't know if I'm making sense right now, but she she's clear-headed and she makes sense to me. And yet, when it comes to Mary, she doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Not even a lick of sense. I'm like, what is she saying? I don't understand it. I don't understand the defense. And then that outfit. Woo! Can we talk about that outfit? Right when I saw it, I thought... <laughs> That's Heather and Terry Dubrow Cacklin. I miss them. I miss them. But I saw that outfit, and she looked like a Muppet. And I love a Muppet. But that outfit was shocking to me. And seeing it in full view, and she posted a picture, and I love Meredith. Meredith, actually, she sent me a robe from a Meredith Marks collection. I love it. I just got in the mail. I love it. Um, so we love her robes, but I don't understand what she's doing on that show. I've got to be honest with you guys. And I don't understand that Muppet outfit. However... I do want to say this about it. It gave us something to talk about. In the words of Bonnie Wright's song, something to talk about. Meredith Marks' Muppet outfit gave us something to talk about, and I appreciate that from my housewife. Give me a crazy look any day of the week, because I love it. And uh, I will definitely criticize it. I'm not going to say outright that it's one of the ugliest outfits I've seen on Housewives, but I am implying it. Okay, But I still loved watching it, because it gave us something to talk about. And uh, her and Mary, they got the, they're in cahoots, Mary and that little girl. Little girl. Little girl. Little girl. Oh, I miss my soundboard. It's been a couple weeks since I've recorded. The episode that was out earlier this week, I recorded before the holidays. And so I haven't been with my dear sound machine. Let's just get this all out of my system here real quick. Little girl. Little girl. Little girl. (laughs) (laughs) That cackle. Oh, never get over Heather and Terry DeBro, those evil maniacal villains. And I played that little clip from last week's Real Houses of Orange County where she's saying, if you ever go after my family again, you will not have my friendship. And it's so scripted to me, that whole little moment. And it's such acting. And I think Heather Dubrow is acting on the show, and I missed it. And I'm sure we'll all get tired of it again. A lot of you have already gotten tired of Heather Dubrow's shtick uh, since she's been back for four episodes or five episodes. But I have not quite tired of, of it. Tired it? I have not yet tired it of it. My brain's a little foggy from the COVID. Uh, but I uh, am still enjoying it. However, that whole scripted read of Shannon, and you could see Shannon Bedore's face. She's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Like, she didn't know how to respond. I took a lot of improv classes throughout my 20s, wasted a lot of money there. And uh, I remember you would always yes and. There's this uh, practice called yes anding your partner. So you get on stage, you're doing a scene with someone. 
and they present you information. And what you're supposed to do in a successful improv scene is say yes to whatever they're saying and then build upon it to keep the scene moving. And you could see Shannon didn't know how the fuck to yes and that. She had no idea. She's like, I don't know what the fuck to yes and. She's like, I, that's, <laughs> she just stared blankly. And then they had to end the episode in it. That was how I think how they ended the episode. They were like, that's it. We can't go anywhere from here. That was it. It peaked. Her delivery of that line, too, I feel like there was a pause over the word. She's like, if you ever go after my... It was like, why are these pauses coming in there? It was like such a weird... She was definitely making some acting choices. I will give her that. You know, sometimes you watch a performance... And uh, you, I was just watching, you guys watching that Yellow Jackets show uh, with Juliette Lewis, who I love. Juliette Lewis was on Everything Iconic. Also, Christina Ricci, we love. It's a crazy show. And I, to be honest, not sure how I'm doing with it. I love the show, but I can't handle the gore. And like, I don't know, they showed a dead deer and I didn't like, I didn't care for that. But I do like Juliette Lewis. And just, I was watching it. And Juliette Lewis is a type of actress where you don't know how she's going to deliver a word, right? Like she gets the script. And she's coming up with a new delivery every time. And I almost feel like as I'm watching Juliette Lewis, it's like she's hearing, she, I'm hearing these words for the very first time as they come across her lips in the scene. And she has such odd delivery every single time. And I felt like that was what I was, how I was watching Heather Dubrow deliver that line. It was like I was watching Juliette Lewis in late Yellow Jackets because it's like so unpredictable. It's not the normal way an actress or somebody would deliver the lines of like, if you ever go after my family again. Like she was saying it in a weird way and it was still actory. However, it wasn't normal. Like for instance, like Meryl Streep would read that line and she would deliver it. She said, if you ever go after my family again, you will lose more than just our friendship. I feel like that's how Meryl would do it. It's not to take away from Meryl's unpredictability because Meryl's fantastic. I'm just saying an actress like Juliette Lewis might deliver it in the same way as Heather Dubrow. So what I'm trying to say is get Heather Dubrow on Yellow Jackets immediately. Let's get her in. Let's get her. She could play a detective or she could play one of those gals who got lost on the island. She could play one of them in present day. Because that show, and if you're watching it, it's like set in the 90s, and then it's also set in present day. So we could get Heather Dubrow in there. I don't know. Let's see her. It's There's a lot of stuff happening on Yellow Jackets. Let's see her in the present day, or maybe she's on that island. Maybe we just have her show up on that island. You know, I still got a couple episodes left to binge of that show, so I'm not sure where we're at, you know, currently. But I'm just saying Heather Dubrow could walk up on that island with a glass of champs, and we should just uh, see what happens. You know, see what happens. Yellow Jackets, if you're any of you writers are out there listening. Heather's got an extensive resume. She once did an arc on Malibu Country, a show that was, I believe, canceled after one season. Anyway. Little girl. Okay, the final thing we need to talk about is the Sex and the City reboot, and just like that, which is on HBO Max, I know a lot of you may have stopped watching, so let me just fill you in. Miranda ended up having sex with Carrie's boss in the kitchen of her apartment while Carrie wet the bed. That's the recap of the most recent episode of And Just Like That, and it was truly shocking to me. And I'm enjoying it. I don't think it's a perfect reboot. I don't think it's a perfect show, but I do think the good outweighs the bad still. And to be honest with you, that episode where Carrie wet the bed or was sitting in her own piss, in her own urine, to me, that was the best episode so far. And I think it really captured what the original was about. It was awkward and weird and messy, and it had some bad jokes that were also funny. Like, I really enjoyed it. And Jay Diaz, I'm noticing, is one of the most hated characters in the history of television so far, and it's only been a handful of episodes of it just like that. And Jay Diaz has come in hot 
as one of the most hated characters I'm seeing online. Everybody hates Che Diaz. And I can't remember a time, maybe since the OC. Remember Oliver on the OC? Everybody fucking hated Oliver. That character who came in and was flirting with Marissa and Lion and all sorts of stuff. Now Che Diaz is the new Oliver. And I believe that with every ounce of my being. But Che Diaz just came and fingered Miranda in the kitchen of her best friend's house. Uh, while Carrie was uh, drugged out and wet in the bed. I couldn't believe it, you guys. I was cringing, but I thought it was great TV. And so everyone's talking about it, too. Look at And just like that, people are all complaining about it, but everyone's talking about it. And Che Diaz now got a catchphrase because I'm seeing it. It's popping up on memes everywhere on the internet. Everybody's posting that clip of Che Diaz saying, Hey, it's Che Diaz. Hey, it's Che Diaz. <laughs> Which is so funny to me when something that shouldn't be a catchphrase becomes a catchphrase because it's like, that shouldn't be a catchphrase. Hey, it's Che Diaz. Che Diaz saying, hey, it's Che Diaz shouldn't be a catchphrase, but now suddenly it is a catchphrase. And so Che Diaz has become a, a meme lover's dream or a meme, memer's dream or memer's dream. I don't know what the proper verbiage is of it, but everyone's talking about Che Diaz. And so although everyone's saying how much we hate Che Diaz, it's still uh, giving us something to talk about. And so I uh, think, and just like that, I'm curious to see where it goes. And to be honest, I'm really not loving what they're doing with Miranda. I just, and I'm worried about the Steve thing. You guys know how I feel about Steve. I love Steve. In the first movie, of course, Steve cheated on Miranda and they had that old thing with the Brooklyn Bridge. It was a happy ending. And so I'm very concerned with Che Diaz coming in hot and fingering Miranda in the kitchen of her best friend's house while she's wet in the bed. It carries uh, drugged out and pissing herself. And so I'm worried where Steve fits in in all of this. And maybe we're going to see this week on the show. I haven't watched uh, this week's episode, but I want to know where Steve fits in. And I think Steve might come in hot uh, yelling at Che Diaz. I curse the day you were born! Steve's going to curse the day Che Diaz was born, much like the fans of the show and the viewers watching at home are cursing the day Che Diaz was born because no one likes Che Diaz. Although Che Diaz uh, is a star at this point, is a star at this point. So I just had to touch on in just like that because I know a lot of people, we talk about Sex in the City. I'm recapping Sex in the City over on the Patreon page from the beginning, the original series. And I talk a little bit about it just like that over there. So uh, I had to just catch us up over there. So with all of that said, should we dive into The Real Houses of Orange County? Let's go, girls. <laughs> we got to take a quick break first. And then we're going to come back. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. EverythingIconic.store. We still have some merch available from the holidays. And uh, pre-order my book. Okay, we'll be right back. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, 
all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. And we're back. Before we get into this week's Real Houses of Orange County, there is one other thing I wanted to mention, and that is uh, that, unfortunately, Queen Icon legend Betty White has passed. She was 99 years old, almost 100, and she was one of the greatest to ever do it in the world of television and film, and she could get away with saying just about anything. I mean, she played a character in Mary Tyler Moore's show that was completely different than Rose Nyland on The Golden Girls, and uh, that's because I think you could see her heart coming through, so she could get away with saying something really raunchy or dirty. Or, or mean, and it was still so funny because you saw the warm heart. And then that character of Rosen was just so important to me. I mean, I love the girls, and I used to watch them with my grandma. And Rose Nyland specifically reminded me so much of my grandma Rosie. And 
I remember us watching together and I just think Betty was just a one in a lifetime, once in a lifetime talent. And so just wanted to take a moment not to bring us all down, but I think to celebrate her. And a lot of this great work that she did is online on streaming. You can watch Mary Tyler Moore on Hulu or the Golden Girls on Hulu. And so check it out. If you've never watched the Golden Girls, I highly recommend just binge it. Watch an episode before bed. Uh, just to relax you. It's so, so good. The writing on it is phenomenal, and the actors are amazing. All four of them actually won Emmys, which is a rare thing in the world of TV. All four leads got an Emmy. I think that's only happened a handful of times. I think it happened on uh, uh, Will and Grace. And also, I think it happened on Sex and the City, too, right? All four of them, I think, won Emmys. Anyway, uh, I just had to mention that. We love you, Betty, and we will forever enjoy your talent because it will live on in in reruns and television and film uh, rewatchability. Rewatchability, that's a word, right? Anyway, The Real Houses of Orange County, you guys, this week, a lot of the Noella and Dr. Jen stuff played out, also the Shannon and the Heather Dubrow stuff. Now, the ha- Shannon and Heather Dubrow stuff, you guys, we ended on last week them sitting down and Heather saying that big speech of like, uh, you know, I promise if you ever, I'm not saying this as a threat, I'm saying it as a promise, that whole speech. And Shannon just sits there and says, okay, but they really hate each other. Obviously, they despise each other. And I don't believe that Shannon would be giving in so much to Heather's demands. And when Heather said, you need to apologize to my husband, Terry, I don't think Shannon would go along with any of that if she had any other friends in this cast. But right now, she knows the only one that she's got a sort of loose connection to is Heather. And then the other ones who she's even trying to pretend to be friends with, it's not working out. She was trying to be friends with uh, Hip and Casita. And that's not working out. They saw through her bullshit. So now Shannon's on an island alone. So she has to just grovel at Heather's feet. She's got to apologize to Jerry Dubrow. And Heather is being more and more ridiculous by the week. There was that one scene when they were in the bathroom. It was later on in the episode, but Heather and Terry were in the restroom of their house. I mean, it was like the biggest fucking bathroom I've ever seen. And Terry was just like putting his pills in the weekly pill box. You know, that was haunting, chilling even when he had all those vitamins. I was like, what are all these pills that Terry's taken? Dr. Terry, that's uh, every pill of the week. Every, every day was being filled with different pills and vitamins and stuff. I was like, Terry, you need to cool it. It was a lot of stuff. And what was it all? I need a SOS on Terry's pills. I want to see the medicine cabinet. I think a lot of them were vitamins, but I want to see the medicine cabinet. Show me the receipts. Show me the receipts. Uh, but that whole scene, something about it was chilling to me. And it, it's almost like Heather does put on this actory thing. I know we just talked about this, but it's like she puts on this character almost that is just a strange, it's not like a real human. It's like how she thinks somebody should act as a real human. Am I making sense? It's very strange. It's very strange. And Noella, too, you guys. Noella, I don't know if you've been following. On social media, Noella and the ex-husband. They All this stuff has been playing out. They've both been releasing statements and videos on Instagram and stuff. People have been tagging and sending, I can't keep up. It's too much. And it's making me very uncomfortable. It's giving me very much Bronwyn vibes, okay, which I'm not... Uh, you know how I feel about that. It's just like too much, and I can't keep up. And I'm empathetic and sympathetic for anyone going through a divorce or anything like that. But it's honestly airing too much dirty laundry of their personal relationship. It's like the show's not filming right now. Stop releasing videos on Instagram, both of you. Both of you. It's coming across as there. And now she's calling Jen thirsty, which I'm not saying Dr. Jen's not thirsty. I don't know. We're getting to know this woman. However... In real time, I'm seeing all these videos on Instagram, social media of Noelle and the ex-husband posting about the lion and uh, the timelines don't add up and everything. It's just too much. It's too much. 
I don't know. So I feel like Noella, though, in the same way that Heather puts on this character, I sometimes am getting the impression that Noella's putting on a character of a real housewife. Do you get what I mean? It's like she's doing what she thinks is making good TV, but it's it's coming off a little disingenuous to me, and I really want to love Noella. And there's moments, too. I, I did flip when she said that thing with Dr. Jen, when she was getting into it with Dr. Jen, because she said Dr. Jen posted a picture of herself and then tagged Noella. I flipped, and I was on Team Noella at that moment, because I found that really bizarre. Why was Dr. Jen posting that picture, and why was she tagging Noella in the photo? That was weird to me. I, I didn't understand. There was no explanation. And then Dr. Jen said when she had met Noella, she said, Noella said, Tom Ford is her God. And then Dr. Jen said she was like offended by that. And I was like, what do you offend? It was all very confusing. They never explained any of it. But the whole picture posting thing, I, I have questions. I need to know what was happening there. Why did she post that photo? And why did she tag Noella? What was the reasoning? Was it to get more followers? I mean, it wouldn't be to get more followers because they weren't even on the show at this point. It doesn't make any sense to me. But I'll tell you what, I'm getting very nervous every time they're talking about how they met a year ago and they met through Bronwyn. I'm getting so nervous every time they bring up the name Bronwyn. Because I don't want her to pop up. I'm feeling like they're setting us up for her popping up, whether it be in the finale or next season or something. And I don't think any of us want that. And so I just wanted to say to Dr. Jen, to Noella, please, don't do it to us. I beg you. I beg you. Okay? We don't want that. Bravo, if you're listening, please. Enough. Please. (sighs) Okay, please. I'm into Noella, and I'm into the Dr. Jen feud. I just can't have that third party showing up, you guys. I can't do it. Please. Listen to me, bravo. Okay, so what else is going on in here? Yeah, so that picture thing was weird. There was also, oh, so this was all happening at Shane's past the bar party, which we got to talk about that speech in a second. But before we get to the speech, so Dr. Jen and Noella were having that feud about the Tom Ford and the God and all that stuff. And Heather hears them fighting and she walks over. She just had this big thing with Shannon. And so Heather whispers in Shannon's ear, two parties in a row, we can't do this. And so what she's basically saying is like, we've already had enough fighting for the season. We got to spread it out. And so Shannon just helps her break this fight up because Shannon's now listening to whatever Heather says. But Heather's basically producing the show on camera. So we're watching Heather produce it. She's like, we can't do this, not two parties in a row. But what Heather was saying is, let's have this fight happen at another party. That's because she was producing. So then Emily decides to toast Shane. So Hip gets on the mic. She has the belly dancers come. She says, I'm proud of him for taking the test with the wife and kids. And then he makes some comment about like, yeah, it was so hard with the wife. And I was like, you know what, Shane? Didn't you leave the house last year to study and you still didn't pass it? I mean, the audacity of that man who has failed this bar a hundred times. I mean, it's been a hundred upwards of a hundred times that man has failed this bar. Okay. He has failed it a hundred times and now he finally passed it. And his nice wife uh, is giving him a speech, beautiful gal, giving him a speech about how proud she is. And then he's got to make a crack at like how tough it is to do with the wife. And it's like, well, you missed it all those other hundreds of times with the wife. And he even left the house. I remember, I think that happened last season. I could be making, you know, last season was a blur with that, that new housewife that left us and all the things that were happening last season. But I do believe that Shane left the house to study for the bar. I'm not talking about when he got, I know he got COVID and I have to leave the house, but I think he left the house or was that the season before? Didn't he like get a hotel or something to study and then still failed? So now he's saying, making a ba 
talking about the wife and how, how proud he is to pass with the wife, even though, I mean, I'm like, come on. And then as if the audacity of him in that moment wasn't enough, then she brings out the belly dancers and Noella says something to the group. She says, Shane, get in there. Meaning like, Shane, go dance with the belly dancers. And then Shane, then Shane, just if you're driving, pull over. We're going to talk about this for at least 47 minutes. Shane then goes up to his beautiful wife and he goes to her midsection and he says, this is the only belly I need. I couldn't believe my ears. He said this and then he shook her midsection. If Matt ever did that to me, I would murder him cold, cold blooded murder. I, there would be no way Matt would make it out of that past the bar party alive. If he pointed out to the whole party that he loved my belly and then shook it, there'd be no way in hell. Matt would be, he would be dead in a second. The fact that Shane did that and on camera, if Matt did that off camera, I would, we wouldn't speak again. We would never speak again if he did in front of the whole group, even if there wasn't cameras. And then Shane just walks up to his beautiful wife and she's perfect as she is. But the fact that he just went up in front of the group and then was that this is the belly and she had to laugh it off. Like she's got to laugh off all his fucking jokes. She had to laugh off the whole bit about the passing the bar with the wife thing. And Emily, run, 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 run. I do run, 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 I do run. Was that a song? That's a song, right? Um, uh, okay. So that I, we hate Shane, but hip is sticking with them. Hip is sticking with Barr through it all. Then we cut to Shannon with her father, Gene, which I don't really, you guys you know how I feel about Shannon's solo scenes. I get bored. The scene when they were at the dinner, there's nothing I care less about than Shannon and the daughters. I know a lot of people like the daughters, and I love seeing that dog, Archie. Don't get me wrong. I'll watch him till the cows come home, but I'm not interested in Shannon's extended family or her dad, Gene, or the mom, Pat. She's going to visit the mom, Pat. In Nashville, and guess what? I don't care about any of it. And the daughters, I don't. I mean, they were fun when they had the band, but now one of them's dating. I'm like, okay, these are not women that I'd want to watch on TV in any which way. The young girls seem nice; they seem like stand-up young women, but they're not the kind of women that I want to watch on television. It's just like the kind of women that I would like to be friends with in real life. They go get a drink or something, but we're forced to watch them in these scenes, going shopping and dating and all this stuff. And I don't think any of us care about it. They seem like lovely young women, but they're not made for TV. They're made to be friends with in real life. And instead, Bravo's given a scene after week after week of scenes with the daughters. And I, I'm not into it. Maybe some of you are, but I zone out. And then I got so mad at them. They didn't know who Dean Martin and the Rat Pack was. It made me depressed. I was like, I can't watch, I can't watch this. And yeah, they're going to see the mom in Nashville, you guys. I can't think of anything I'd rather see less than Shannon uh, trotting around Nashville. And I love the Music City, but I don't need to see that wet blanket uh, take over the Music City. Not interested. Sorry, I know people get mad at me. I get the DMs, people say I'm too hard on Shannon. And I, I get it. I, I love Shannon on the show, but man, the family scenes they're giving us week after week after week. Then there's a scene uh, where Noella goes to the energy healer with Shannon, which was strange. And they talk about, uh, they talk shit about Jen and Noella was talking shit about Jen to Shannon. And Shannon didn't even want to respond because she might need the alliance with Jen down the road. That's what I think Shannon was thinking this whole time. You know, Noella was going off like Jen's thirsty and all that stuff. And Shannon didn't react because Shannon knows down the line, a couple episodes from now, she might need Dr. Jen on her team because she's on an island right now alone. And so she knew that. She knew that. Meanwhile, at Dr. Jen's house, 
Nicole arrives at the Louis Vuitton filled with cheese. Now I stepped away from in front of the TV for two seconds, and suddenly I come back. Suddenly I see, in the words of Katie Tunstall, which by the way, Katie Tunstall, you guys, this, do you remember this woman, Katie Tunstall? She's a singer, and I was watching CNN on New Year's Eve, on New Year's Eve, and she was singing something like right before midnight. And I'm like, why is she on New Year's Eve? Like, did she have a new song? And they were like the, the singer behind Suddenly I See which I think came out in 2003, right? That song came out in 2003 or 2004. So the fact that in uh, New Year's Eve 2020, we're watching Katie Tunstall sing right before midnight was shocking to me. I was like, this is the biggest talent we're getting. And maybe she's in something that I'm not aware of, or she's got a new CD or something. But when they introduced her, they were like, oh, suddenly I see singer Katie Tunstall. And I was like, what year are we in? I thought like I hopped in a DeLorean. I was like, where am I? Couldn't get my balance. Because I was like, Katie Tunstall, we're acting like she's just fresh on the scene. And I remember on American Idol, I think it was like, was it Catherine McPhee's season? Was it the season I had the McFever? I'm not sure which season it was, but it was like one of those early ones where they were all singing that song, Suddenly I See, and it was in Devil Wears Prada. So the fact that in 2020, they were had Katie Tunstall, not even like at an odd hour, it was like the right before midnight slot. It was truly surprising to me. I couldn't believe it. Suddenly, I see. Anyway, that song really did slap. Uh, okay, so I left the room for a second. I come back. Suddenly, Nicole's got the Louis Vuitton filled with cheese. And I thought, why did she come with the Louis Vuitton? Why is she bringing the cheese over? I didn't understand the cheese thing. And I love a cheese. But it was like, where is this coming from? And then Gina arrives. Uh, Emily arrives. And they're talking about Noella. Jen says that Noella wasn't married. Now I'm turning on Jen. I was turning on Jen now because even more so than earlier, because now I feel like she's trying to get everyone in cahoots against Noella. And I, it felt a little dirty to me. It just felt a little dirty, but I'm very nervous how it's going to end up with us with where it's going to end up with, you know, that other one coming through Bronwyn. You heard it here first. I'm feeling it and I'm praying that it doesn't happen, but I'm feeling it. Okay. So then, yeah, we had that scene with Shannon on the phone with her mom, Pat, that I just did not, I completely zoned out. Maybe I'm, maybe I need to zone in with the individual Shannon scenes because maybe I'm like missing something that I'd really like. But it's like the immediately when I see Shannon on screen with just like her, a family member, I just like my eyes glass over. But maybe I need to somehow check in and uh, enjoy the scene and maybe I'll find something that I like. But as it stands, every time it happens, I just like completely black out. Like I just blank faced, blank faced. Uh, do you remember in the movie, the Power Rangers, the power, like the original movie, not the TV show, there was like this villain called Ivan Ooze. And basically he brainwashed all the adults in Angel Grove City, uh, with Ooze. And they all became these zombies that were just staring and they were like just praising Dr. Ooze. I feel like I become one of those parents from the Power Rangers movie who are, uh, bamboozled by Ivan Ooze, uh, you know, and they are just like zombies. I feel like that's what happens to my face when it's a Shannon scene. You know, it's just me as Ivan Ooze's, I don't know, zombie or whatever. That was his name, right? I think that was his name. That movie was everything to me when it came out. You guys, when it, that, I was a Power Ranger junkie. I was, and I still am. Pink Ranger for life. Kimberly. God bless. Uh, okay. So then what else is going on? Oh, um, Heather and Gina at the racetrack. That's fine. I kind of feel like this is all bullshit. Like, I don't think Gina and Heather really are friends, but I'm happy for it. It seems like it could give us some fun. There was another couple at the table that was awkwardly there, just like not engaging. I was like, how awkward, how weird for this other couple. 
And then it also was very chilling when Heather was just bouncing up and down on Cher- Terry's lap. I almost called him Cherry. Terry's, they're doing a lot of Terry work this season. A lot of Terry work. And, uh, maybe we need to scale back a little bit. Bravo. Maybe the editors, if we could, it, it, just a hair, just scale back just a hair because it was like three or four times this episode where it was like we were in a Terry scene and I was getting the heebie jeebies. <laughs> you know, a little bit goes a long way with Terry Dubrow. So I'm just, maybe check the episode. I don't know if you're busy editing that next week's episode or something, or if we can go back in and take another look at it. Take another gander at next week's episode because we might want to scale back just a hair because it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but she, he was, she, Heather was bouncing up and down on his lap. It was feeling uncomfortable, just very uncomfortable. Uh, but I was happy they won some more money, just what they need, more money for the DeBros. Just what they need, those DeBros. <laughs> more money. Oh, and by the way, wasn't it so awkward when Shannon had to apologize to Terry? And she's like, you're such a world-renowned surgeon with such a uh, spotless reputation. It felt also rehearsed, like Heather was like, you have to say this or we're going to sue you. And so I felt like that whole thing was, I don't know. I don't know. It's freaking, I'm not loving Orange County as much as I like want to be loving it. Like I, I was expecting the season. I thought the premiere was so good. And then I was expecting to go in. I thought we were going to be revitalized, renewed, rejuvenated. And I'm liking it more than last season, but I'm not loving it. I'm just not loving I'm sorry. Maybe that's not a popular opinion. It's okay. Maybe it'll get better, but it seems a little off to me. It's, it's a feeling a little fakey to me. All of it's feeling a little fakey to me, but maybe I'm reading it wrong, or maybe I'm reading it right. Anyway, uh, there was this weird thing. Okay, this is how the episode ended, which this is important. So we get to Noella's house. She's got the dog in the dress. I love that. Love a dog in a costume. Nothing cheers you up more than looking at dogs in costumes. Nothing better. Sometimes, you guys, there's a few things you could do when you're feeling down. Any of you out there who are sick, I know a lot of people are sick right now, stuck in your room or your bedroom or a basement or whatever. If you need the something to do, just go on Google and Google image search dogs in a costume. It's so fun. Or, do, or just type in dogs in hats and then click the image tab. So it's all the images. I mean, that could be hours of the day. I mean, hours of the day, just searching through dogs and costumes online. Sometimes on the show, I've told you guys, I say, you know, they send me pictures of dogs, uh, your animals, your dogs and stuff. And it's nothing better in my DMs and people are sending me images of their dogs. I love it. I love it. I don't always get a chance to respond to everyone, but I love if you send me a picture of your dog. Ah, you guys, it's like the best thing ever. Uh, Anyway, so Noella. Noella is, she was just served. She was just served. And apparently, she can't speak, so she's got to whisper. She says, I got to whisper. Emily arrives to her house, and Emily's like, what's going on? So you've got to serve papers for divorce. And she's like, I can't speak. I think it'd be easier if I whisper. Is it okay if I speak in a whisper? And Emily's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Hip has no idea what whisper's doing over there. She's like, what are you saying? And Hip has no idea what whisper's trying to do. And so whisper's talking in a whisper now. She's saying, this man comes to my house and I see this man with beautiful flowers and a note and he says, are you Noella? And he says, you've been served. And Hip is like, speak up, I can't hear you. And then Whisper just keeps on whispering. And there are moments where we hear Noella's voice at full volume. And so I think she has a voice, but she says, you know, this happens when she's under stress or something. And this is a crazy thing that happened and I loved it. 
This was okay. So I know I said earlier on the episode that Noella's doing what I think a real housewife should do. And this was a moment where I feel like Noella was doing a little bit extra for the camera, right? But in my opinion, this was a moment where it worked. Like I liked this, this, this all seemed fake with the whisper and everything, but it was an instance where I felt like it was a choice that worked. And it was bizarre and batshit. It reminded me of Sutton on The Real House of Beverly Hills when she had that face roller when she got stressed. But Noella Whisper, and now I'm going to call her Whisper. I saw this man with the beautiful flowers and a note. And he says, are you Noella? And he says, you've been served. I think it'd just be easier if I speak in a whisper. I mean, Hip had no idea what to do. (laughs) Hip was like, what the fuck are you doing? Hip was ready to serve her papers just to get out of that scene. And then the watching Hip try to like not judge and also to be nice and supportive. And because these women know like they, okay, so Noelle is going through a lot of personal stuff. So these women have to rally behind her or else they look like assholes. They know that. So whether or not Hip likes Noella, she's got to be uh, supportive of her in this moment. As she should, obviously Whisper's going through a whole divorce and everything. So they should be supporting her. However, I don't know that Hip really like loved Whisper, but she was going along. She was being sympathetic and all the things. But watching her try to navigate the rest of the scene, and she's like, oh, he brought you flowers. Let's go throw them away. And it was like such an awkward, like they got the flowers, they threw them in the trash can. <laughs> Would it be okay if I whisper? I mean, that was like one of the strangest things I've ever seen on Housewives. And I once saw a, le- I once saw a woman throw her leg in a restaurant. And yet still here I am watching it. And I, I was in that moment, I was so happy when she said, can I whisper? And then she said, bent the rest of the scene whispering. I had the Terry Dubrow cackle going on. <laughs> That's how I was watching it. <laughs> I was doing my evil maniacal laughter watching it because it was just having such a good time. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
We're getting these really great moments, but I'm not feeling the cohesion that I want from the series at this moment. Maybe it'll come together. We had a big revamp, so there's lots of new cast members. So maybe that's the kind of vibe and feeling that I'm getting where it's feeling off to me. But I am hopeful that we'll get there by the end of the season, you know, and Gina's still a star. You know, Gina's given us confessional. She's given us funny moments. When she was at the uh, past the bar party, she was like, I'm eating. She was just being so funny. So funny. And she said she just wanted to be like Heather Dubrow. And she was really making me laugh. So Gina's a star. And I feel like all the other women, they'll start to gel. I think we do need a group trip. It should have happened sooner, I think, because we need to get the whole gang together. The whole crew. We need them all together in one spot. And Nicole, I'm nervous to lose Nicole because she's odd running around with a suitcase full of cheese. So I would like to see her on vacation. I'm nervous that she's leaving us so soon. But, uh, you know, next week on the show, Emily brings a sandwich into the sauna and that looks fun. There's also a book party because Heather's, uh, daughter released a book called Straightish. What was it called? I looked it up. It was straightish. Something. I'll give it to you straight-ish. And it's for teens and parents. Max is releasing that. I was proud of Max. Go for you, Max. I looked it up. I was like, I need to buy that book. I guess Max wrote it with a doctor or something, too. So there's like another... And I I bet you they also had a ghostwriter. I mean, unclear. I was trying to figure that out. You know, sometimes sometimes they put the ghostwriter's name on it, other times try to hide it. You know, I'm always, I'm like a detective in these books every time because I'm a ghostwriter myself. So I look, I like to see where they put the ghostwriter's name because none of them are writing it themselves. None of them are doing it. Anyway, maybe Max Maybe Max is a writer. You know, Max, maybe Max decided to write it. But who knows? I was looking. I had my monocle on and I was looking. But And we're going to support it. It seems like a great book. So I'm going to read it and try to figure it out because uh, I'm going to order. Is it out yet? I looked it up and then immediately I searched for something else. I was on Amazon. I looked it up and then I was like, oh, I need to buy my vitamins or something. <laughs> I was shopping. You know, I just moved into this new house. When you move into a new place, it's like so many things you need to buy. Every day, I'm like, I need to buy, get this and this and this. And it's like, oh, it's all adding up. Too much money. <sighs> you guys, that was this week's episode. I feel like everything iconic was all over the place this week because uh, we had so many weeks off. I had a lot to catch up on. And uh, on The Real Housewives, we had a lot to catch up on. But we're going to get back into the groove. Like Madonna sung into the groove. We're going to get back into it. Uh, this coming Sunday, we'll have an episode all about the Real Houses of Salt Lake City. Plus, I have some great guests coming up on the show. So stay tuned. Subscribe to the podcast. I want to thank ACAST for all episodes of Everything Iconic. Go to ACAST.com. And uh, wherever you listen to Everything Iconic, make sure you hit subscribe or follow uh, so that you get all new episodes. And then it also helps me out for the show because... Um, It gives us a more accurate reading of all the listeners and stuff. So be sure to subscribe and follow wherever you listen to the podcast. So thank you all so much for your support. I love you. Uh, And we will uh, be back uh, next week with a new episode. Let's do our cheesy little cool down so we take a moment to breathe. I think we all need it. This week has been stressful, hasn't it? I just feel like so much is going on and and everyone's on the brim. You guys, everyone is just losing a little bit. Every single person I talk to, I know collectively it just seems like Everyone's angry and mad and mean to each other and everyone's looking for things to be angry with and myself included. You know, this is all a reminder to me too. I feel like I mentioned when I was trying to get my car back, I was just crying every time I went to the register. And, you know, I joke about that. It wasn't like I was in the fetal position crying, but it just feels like this collective energy that we're all having. And a lot of it, I think, is because so many people are getting sick and 
when you're running around sick, you're not your full self. And we have to remember to slow it down a little bit and take it easy on ourselves and go slowly. If you're getting over a sickness, whether it be COVID, a flu or something else, make sure you ease into it. And this is a reminder for myself to take it slowly. My energy's not fully up yet. And, you know, I still have some uh, lingering symptoms and stuff like that. So I just want to remind us all to go slow, take it easy on ourselves, do the best we all can. And be as nice as possible as we can be to each other. And if you're in one of those moods, I actually think this is a good way to end the show. I just want to say, if you're in one of those moods where you're just feeling like you just want to be an asshole to everyone, maybe just try to take yourself out of wherever you are, or get off social media, or go hide in your room and watch some TV. You know, try to maybe not spread the meanness. You know, I think that's a good reminder. At the very least... If you're in that mood, sometimes you got to let out some steam. But if you can help it, maybe don't spread the meanness. Maybe just try to keep it controlled within. (laughs) Keep it within you and just be mean to yourself. That's the advice for this week. Do the best you can and just be mean to yourself and not other people. And then next week, we're going to try to be nice to ourselves and not mean to anyone, including ourselves. Anyway. I love you all so much for listening. And I'm sorry to get cheesy on you. I don't know where I get off thinking I'm some self-help guru. But here we are. Um, So we will end it there. I love you all so much. I love you all, little girls. Little girl. (laughs) Have a safe and healthy rest of your week. And Happy New Year. This is the last time I'm going to say Happy New Year. Because I feel like as we get longer into the new year, we got to stop saying it. So Happy New Year. I love you. Bye-bye.